They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. Chai Kids for kids by kids. Show on 101.9 Chai FM. Thank you for choosing the Chai Kids Show on Chai FM. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. So coming up on Chai Kids today, I'll be interviewing Jonathan Hoare, Director at Eco Solutions, and we will be talking about owls and bats in agriculture. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to, le- to, learn out, to learn more about this. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, a general knowledge question to ta- challenge your thinking, and at the end of the show, listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories audiobooks. They are super fun to listen to. You can also get the full stories on Miss Stop Productions' channel on YouTube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss this kids' show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010 010- one four zero three zero two zero. Before I start the show, I would like to give a shout out to Bodhi. I hope you enjoy the show. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. Chai Kids for kids by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. This is Chai Kids for kids by kids. My name is Benji and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Jonathan Hall, I would I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. And it is Fanny Fried Fresh Fish Furiously. I repeat, Fanny Fried Fresh Fish Furiously. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. Here it is. Which language has the more native speakers, English or Spanish? So send your answers to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. I have Jonathan Hall from Eco Solutions with me in studio today. So send your questions to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Hello, Benji. Okay, um, I'm just going to start with some questions about you and your company. Um, could you tell us a bit about Eco Solutions and what you guys do? Eco Solutions was really created to look at solving problems, pest problems, without using poison. Okay, so um, Eco in sort of better for the environment and then solutions, okay. And when did you start working there? About 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Uh, um, did you have a job before going 
to Eco Solutions. I did. I worked at the Endangered Wildlife Trust for six years before that, and before that I was uh, worked for SAPI. So you've done jobs mainly on the focus of protecting animals? Mainly environmental work, yeah. Okay, environmental work. And then um, when was Eco Solutions founded? About, I think about 20 years ago. So you were there when it was like a new company? I was there right in the beginning, yeah. Okay, awesome. And um, where do you guys mainly work? We work all over the country. In fact, we work uh, all over the world at this stage. We've done work in Djibouti, neighboring African countries, South Africa predominantly. We have an, a branch in the UK and England. So all over the place. Okay. And um, and uh, as you said, you guys try to get rid of pests without using poison. Is it... Which one is the cheaper option? I think, I would imagine that, that poison is probably still the cheaper okay. option. But poison is not sustainable. Okay. And in this life, in your life, and your kids and things like that, poison's becoming more and more of a problem. We haven't focused on it as much as we should have. We've been looking at emissions and climate change. And okay. But poison is actually a huge global problem around the world. Okay, so poison is actually committing committing to global warming and climate change, even though, as opposed to having owls or animals or renewable and sustainable resources, it's still destroying our environment. It is. <clears throat> Not in the way of climate change, okay. anything, but in actually just poisoning our water, poisoning our land. Oh, okay. It's affecting uh, health, pop, you know, human health in terms of the food that we eat. It's affecting children in terms of breast milk and food that they eat. Okay. So it's getting into everything. So the poison we use for rats and the poison we use for insects that we spray onto crops that we put, that poison is then finding itself in the food that we eat. Are there any other options that we can use for that doesn't involve poison? Well, I think Eco Solutions is not really just about owls and bats. It's okay. about looking for all of the options that you can use. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of them. There's a lot of options that are available. The only kind of thing that doesn't fit into a, an integrated option system. So if you've got rats coming into your house, first of all, you know, people just tend to reach for poison because that's what they think they should do. Okay. But rats are coming into your house for specific reasons. They're looking for warmth in your ceiling. They're looking for food that you may have left lying around. They're looking for all of those things that your house provides. So by excluding them, by making sure they can't get into your ceiling, by making sure there's no access to food, you're already managing your rodent population without using any poison at all. Owls will add to that, but environmental design is... So all of those things fit very well together. The only thing that doesn't fit into that picture is poison. So um, now rats are there for a specific reason, warmth and food and stuff like that, correct? So do rats actually have any benefit that we can use them for? Well, that's a really good question because... People are terrified of rats, and mm -hmm. rats carry diseases, they, you know, they, they carry plague, they do all those things. So from a health perspective, we don't like rats. But rats are also very clever. 
So we use rats at universities to test, to do medical testing on them because okay. they're so similar to us. So if we give rats medicine and they get better, we can, we can use that medicine on humans after that. Also, they're using rats in part of Africa to sniff out landmines. So they take these rats into the field and they where landmines have been placed in previous wars and things. Rats will find those landmines and point them out so people then can dig them up and defuse them. So we shouldn't... Is there... Now you've said rats actually have a, quite a big purpose in other parts of Africa. Are there any ways... Are there any companies or do you guys even do it where you can remove the rats... So get it to somewhere where they can train them and then put them to a higher purpose. You see, the rats they use for, for landmines and things are okay. a different type of rat. Oh, okay. They're not the Norwegian roof rat that we get here. So for the purpose of a value for rats that we find, let's say in Johannesburg, for example, mm -hmm. the only value for those rats would really be owl food or oh, okay. bird of prey food or predator okay. food. Janets eat them, owls eat them, birds of prey around Johannesburg eat them. So as a food source, they're of value, um, but not really for, for the kind of hands-on, you know, working rats that you might find in other parts of Africa. Okay. Now that we've talked about a bit of poison and how to get rid of them, let's start getting into owls and bats. Could you explain the use of owls for us? Okay. Or owls so, in general. So uh, we've been living with rats for a long, long time. Okay. So as soon as we started making a mess, even years and years and years back, when we started throwing bones out of wherever we were and making a mess, we had rats. And with those rats, we had owls. So there's been this relationship between owls and rats from the very beginning and people. So if you look at the barn owl, for example, the barn owl is one of those owls that can control, it is actually the only owl that can control its breeding to deal with rodent eruptions. So suddenly if there's a, a population explosion of rats, barn owls will produce up to 16, 17 chicks because they can almost count. There's so many rats around, they can produce a lot of young owls. So in that way, they manage rodent populations by increasing their, their numbers, their, their chicks or the success of those chicks. So they're very closely related. But in, also in that way, they can control rats. And they don't just control them by eating them. They also control them through behavior. So if there's an owl in attendance, a rat will take a different route to food, maybe a longer route to food. It won't just walk across the open because there's fear of being caught. So they'll change their behavior to avoid owls. And in changing their behavior, they limit the time that they can look for food. They limit the time that they can do other things. And they actually, in that way, limit their population too. How do owls know when there's a rat eruption or rodent eruption? It's they actually the female works it out because she's eating a lot okay. because there's lots of rats, so she gets fat, and that fat, her feeling fat, lets her know that there's lots of food available. So then she'll lay lots of eggs. So the fatter she is, the more eggs she'll lay. Okay, sure, and um, uh. Is the barn owl the only species of rats that you can use in a farm or agriculture? Or, the, 
or are there specific other species of owls? There are other owls that you can use, but actually the barn owl is probably the very best. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the one that can control rats the most efficiently. Um, other owls will eat rats, but they also eat insects, and they also can't grow to the numbers that they can't produce 20 chicks if there's a lot of rats out there. So they can't, you know, a baby owl comes out of an egg, and 35 days later it's fully grown. So that young owl is eating more than its parents eat because it's growing so quickly. So when we look at a box, an owl box, and we take all the pellets, an owl brings up a pellet every morning of the indigestible fur and bones that it didn't digest, and we count those pellets, we open them up and see how many rodent skulls are in there, we can work out about 2,500 rats a year are consumed by one family of owls each year. And how big is one family? Well, it can vary depending on how many rats there are. So sometimes okay. it can have four or five youngsters. Sometimes it can have 15, 20 youngsters. Oh. So it really depends on, on how many rats are around. How much does an owl, because most of the time we're looking at cost and implementing it, how much does an owl or bat box cost? The boxes themselves, I think an, a bat box or an owl box is about 750 rand. Okay. Okay. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking at sustainability. Okay. We're looking at what will work now and what will work when with your children and your children's children. And we know that poison is not sustainable. Okay. So there's no such thing as a rat poison. And that's what everyone should try and understand, that rat poison is, it, rat poison is just poison. If you eat it, it'll kill you. If mm -hmm. a, a dog or cat or another animal eats it, it'll kill them too. So it's not rat poison where it'll only kill rats. It's poison it's for just everything. Everything. Poison for our water, poison for our food sources, poison for our children. And every year, children in South Africa end up in hospital having eaten rat poison, and, and, and people die from it. Okay. And um, now you've said... Uh, 750 rand a box roughly what can you do if it's a huge farm well i know the sustainability uh, is more of a problem but if it's a huge farm and they have to get a lot of owl or bat boxes yeah how do they do it they do exactly the same thing i mean the, you know owls are reasonably territorial barn owls are territorial so you don't have to space them too closely you don't have to put them right next to each other but maybe one box per five hectare and okay. they've got to look after them, though, because once you put up an owl box and you get owls in there, you want to service that box every year. You want to varnish it. You want, we also want to collect all the owl pellets. We've got, we collect owl pellets from all of these boxes, and we give them to kids in schools to dissect those pellets and see what those owls are eating. So there's thousands of, of kids around South Africa that have done pellet dissections and worked out and given us an idea of what the prey from, for owls are. So, I mean, that's pretty much how it works. We need to look at the farm, work out the size, and then work out how many owl boxes need to be placed on that farm. Do you, and do, do the farmers or the people owning that place where the owls are, do they have to learn how to take care of them? Or would someone from your company... We manage the whole process. Okay. So we'll go there, we'll look at the farm first remotely. Okay. We'll work out where the best place to place these owl boxes okay. are. We'll go and we'll install them, and then every year we'll service them. Do you have to train the owls? No. The owl or are they like hardwired to they'll, hunt? They'll eat rats. We don't have okay. to train them. We don't bring the owls there. 
Okay. We just provide the breeding site for the owls. And we do a lot okay. of owl releases that come into rehabilitation centers, and we do those through schools. So a lot of schools have participated in owl releases around Johannesburg and around South Africa. And that's just so that kids can learn these owls have come in and they release them from the schools. And schools are a good place to release owls because they're quiet at night. There's no kids around. There's plenty of food around for rats. And if they don't use rat poison, you're kind of locked off quite a large area. But for the farmers, we're just providing suitable breeding sites for owls on their okay. farm. Okay. So... Um have you implemented them at schools? Definitely. Okay. There's schools all over Johannesburg that are involved in this project. Okay, sure. And um, besides, uh, do owls only hunt rats or can they get other stuff that would protect the crops or plants? Well, the generally... Barn owls are pretty rodent-specific, okay. but spotted eagle owls and other owls that you get will eat a lot of insects. Mm -hmm. Okay, So they are insectivorous, and they're generalists. So if there's something that they can catch, something that's ill, something that's not well, they'll catch and eat that too. But in terms of protecting crops from rodents, barn owls are your rodent specialist. And um, can it actually, in terms of, I just want to talk about farms, in terms of the crops and losing it, mm. do owls eating these insects uh, help a lot? Like completely decrease the rate of crops dying or are there still dying crops from other things that get past them? I mean, there's no, you know, poison doesn't exclude insects completely or rodents completely either. Okay. So it, you're not w you're not looking at a 100% success rate on any application that you may use. But what you find with owls is that, first of all, by they keep rats out of certain areas and they eat a lot of rats. But these projects have been implemented all over the world. In vineyards in America, they are use owl boxes and owl perches and things like that to control rats. In Malaysian palm groves, they use projects like that. And in South Africa, too. So they can definitely make a difference to your rodent population problems and also to the crop loss related to rodent problems. Okay, and um, now we've talked about owls a bit. Uh, what, could you talk, explain a bit about bats in agriculture and protecting stuff a bit? Okay, no. so bats are fantastic for controlling insects. Um, you know, the thing about bats is they're mammals and they fly around a lot. They use a lot of energy. And um, in that way, what? you know, a female bat will eat seven or eight, uh, will, will eat almost 80% of her body weight in insects every night. So a bat box, an occupied bat box, or a bat hotel as we call them, is capable of consuming up to a ton of insects a year, which is significant in terms of pest control. Okay. And, okay, on that note, let's take a song break. We will be back soon. Hi, kids. Four kids by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. And before we carry on with our interview with Jonathan Hall, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is Fanny fried fresh fish furiously. And I have a general knowledge to challenge your thinking. Which, which language has the more native speakers? English or Spanish. So send your SMS to 34519 or Telegram to 061 895 1019. 
I have Jonathan Hall in the studio with me today. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or you can call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with our questions. Okay, so we were talking about bats in agriculture and what they do. Could you start, maybe carry on a bit from there? Okay. So bats eat insects. Okay. And they eat a lot of insects. So bats, for a start, are mammals. So when they've got pups, they feed those pups milk. Okay. And in order to generate milk, you need to have a a good protein and calcium intake. And you need to eat a lot. A baby uh, bat eats, eats, drinks a lot of milk. So a female bat, when she's hunting and producing milk for a youngster, she'll almost eat up to 80% of her body weight every night. So, so they um, eat a lot of insects. So similar to owls, but with insects. Well, well uh, yeah, similar, but um, bats, I think, are more prolific in terms of the, the, the numbers of insects they, they predate upon. Okay. So and bats also they roost in in colonies. So you can have a colony of ten thousand bats all living together, all eating insects at the same time. Okay. And um, is the cost of getting bats or a bat box the same? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Okay. And um, what type of insects do they hunt? Bats are generalists, so they'll hunt any insects. So mainly nocturnal insects, obviously, because they come out at night. But moths um, are a big prey item for them. They eat a lot of mosquitoes. And uh, locusts? Well, locusts are more diurnal. So they kind of, they fly around during the day. But all of your nocturnal insects, uh, midges, mosquitoes, moths, things like that, bats will eat. Okay. Um... Now, you say we've talked about poison not being sustainable, so we're using animals, correct? And what do you do in the day when the rodent and insect hunters are asleep because nocturnal? Well, most of your rodents are nocturnal, or your rodents are nocturnal too. And the insect side of it? Well, your bats are really appealing to your nocturnal or really attacking your nocturnal insects, which are your moths. Things like that. And moths okay. play, do a lot of damage to agriculture around the world. Okay. And besides the fact that they save crops, do a lot of stuff, how can bats and owls change our world in a different way? Well, imagine a world uh, 20 years from now okay. that, where there was no poison. And actually every farmer had a bat box up. Bats were controlling his insect prop problems and he had owl boxes and owls were controlling his rodent problems. It's a much more sustainable and a much more holistic way of controlling things. You know, we call them pests, but they're not really pests. They're only pests to to us. Okay. So, you know, at the end of the day, we don't like rats. We call them pests, but owls like rats. They're food. They're not pests to owls. So the idea is to move forwards to a place where we're allowing natural predators to control natural pests as opposed to generating poison and putting more and more poison into our earth, more and more poison into our rivers, and more and more poison into ourselves. Okay, Uh, we have just got a question. Ha, what is a safe way to dispose of old rat poison from Mary Ann? Um, You know, in Europe and places like that, you've actually got 
places where you can deliver those okay. chemicals and dispose of them in that way. I think I'm not quite sure if, if um, pick it up in places like that will be able to destroy that or there's a place at, at a waste where you could destroy rat poison. Uh, it's a really good question. And at this stage, you know, I think most people just throw it in the dustbin and it ends up in a landfill. Okay. Currently, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that question, Marianne. I hope I hope my guest answered Maybe it. Maybe well if Marianne if Marianne contacts okay. Eco Solutions, we can actually find a place where she can she can tell us where she is and we'll be able to look around and find a place where she can have it. Awesome. I hope that answered your question well and let's get back to our questions. Um getting bats and owl boxes, could it result in spending less money on protecting crops and more money on other problems that need to be focused on urgently? So at the end of the day, you know, one has to look at sustainability as, a, as an option. Is it an expensive? Is it more expensive to be sustainable or is it cheaper to be sustainable? The, the reality of owl and bat boxes is that one of the problems with insecticides, if we're looking at pests, man uh, managing moths and things using insecticides, is insects very quickly become resistant to that particular chemical in that insecticide. So you have to use more and more insecticides, more and more applications in order to deal with your insect problem. With bats, that's not necessary. They'll target the problem insect and also other insects that may not, not okay. have become a problem yet. Okay, and we have got another question. Hi Benji, are there any insects that are useful for farms or are they all bad? From Tira. There's lots of insects that are useless or, or useful to farmers. Okay. Definitely pollinating, um, you know, pollinating flowers, baobab trees. Well, baobab trees actually are pollinated by bats. But lots of insects are useful to farmers, definitely. And what insects? I think, um, well, I guess some of your, your insects that, that pollinate flowering. So like bees and oh, stuff? Oh, bees, definitely. Bees are definitely very important okay. to agriculture. Okay. Great question, Tira. Thank you. And um, what else are bats and owls used for besides farms? Well... Um, and removing the use of poison and putting more sustainability into the there's world. Also, there's also an aesthetic value to these things. Okay. I mean, to go to, you know, have you ever seen an owl, Benji? Um, I've seen, I've seen, yes, I have actually. What I kind, have. what kind of owl was it? I can't remember what it was, but some, but we went to the Monte Casino bird park and okay. they carried it up to us. Okay. And did you enjoy seeing it? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there's like, a value. They're like menacing. Do you think it, do you think you would have enjoyed owls. seeing the owl more than if the person at Monte Casino had shown you a box of rat poison? Exactly. Okay. okay, that makes sense. That's the aesthetic value of these things. Okay. They're beautiful, and we want beauty beautiful. in our lives. Okay, that is a beautiful answer. Okay, so um, are there an, any other specific animals that are valued and used in agriculture besides bats and owls? Well, beehives, okay. things like that. People put okay. up beehives in agriculture. And, you know, everything has a place. And uh, you know, and and so there's lots of things out there that that would help. Um, there's, I don't know, what would you look at? Um, I'm wondering what would help. My brain's gone a bit 
flat. Ah, oh, it's okay. I'll think I'll, let me, I'll come back to that. Okay, we'll come back to it just now. And um, what sort of countries have this implementation of owls and bats? Mainly the America does. Okay. A lot of places in Europe are doing okay. this. Uh, Malaysia and things like that. Malaysia, Africa's okay. a kind of, we, I think South Africa is a bit of ahead of its... its uh, in Africa? In Africa, yeah. There's okay. not many other places in Africa that are doing and, it. And um, as the head of world sustainability and mm. farms, is there like a head leader or I leading... Think we are. Okay. I think we are. I, I've just come back from the UK from okay. spending six months in England. And I've got to oh, tell you, I, I expected to see England okay. as streets ahead of us okay. in terms of biological controls okay. and programs like this. And they just aren't. South Africa is, is really a, advanced, a, a little more cutting. advanced yeah. than you think. Yeah, we, 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 we're pretty, pretty high up there in terms of sustainable and okay. pest control. And now for our last question for you today. If you could say absolutely anything to the world, what would you say? What would I say? I'd say step lightly. Okay. Beautiful answer. Okay, so let's take another song break. And after the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010-140-3020. Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benji and I am 11 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 010 140 And I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Just a reminder that the general knowledge question is, which language has the more native speakers, English or Spanish? So send your answers to 34519 or telegram 061-895-1019. Benji, you can call now on 010-140-3020. To see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Fanny, fried, fresh, fish, furiously. Do we have any calls for the tongue twister? If not, let's do it with Jonathan. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Fanny, fried, fresh, fish, furiously. Fanny, fried, fish, fresh, fish, furiously. Fanny, fried, fresh, fish, furiously. Fanny, fried, fresh, fish, furiously. Fanny, fried, fresh, fish, furiously. And you got five, okay? Are there any callers for the tongue twister? Okay, and let's go to the next song. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Benji. I have a plan. It's a song from the Lion God. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old. Now let's wrap up the general knowledge question. The general knowledge question was, which language has the more native speakers, English or Spanish? Lots of answers have come through for the general knowledge question. Thank you for playing. The answer is, drumroll please. Spanish, the first we, we didn't get a correct answer, but
But well done to everyone who got the correct answer at home but didn't send a message in. This has been Ga Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest Jonathan Hall for coming on Ga Kids and thank you to my producer Senna. Say hi Senna. Hello Benji. And thank you to my controller Vusi for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Ga Kids show only on 101.9 Ga FM. Also remember to also remember to listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the Lost World of Fantasy Stories audiobooks right after the show. You can also get the full stories on Miss Dot Productions channel on YouTube or on the website www.miststopproductions.com. Goodbye kids, I hope you have a wonderful day.